And uh, good morning, church. Morning. It's such a joy to be back at Coos um, after post-COVID. You know, you have pre-COVID, during COVID, and post-COVID. So there are three seasons that nowadays we go through. And um, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me the gift of life. Uh, COVID was a bit confusing for me because all the symptoms that they told, I already had it before. So I was really struggling to understand um, what do we do with this, uh, uh, with these symptoms. But I thank God for giving me this gift of life that he has blessed me with. I want to thank uh, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Chris and all uh, the ones uh, who are responsible to approve for me to be here. And uh, I thank God for who's accepting me uh, the way I am. You know, uh, sometimes in some of the churches they give me certain uh, requirements, including you have to wear a tie. And I had to tell them, you know, these are first world problems because I don't have a tie. So can I still preach with a tie, without a tie? And um, uh, and since it's mission field, a uh, mission week, so I decided to come uh, barefoot, just only here on the stage. But I didn't come barefoot from India. And uh, and it's just so wonderful to be here this morning. And I'm going to speak on fervent prayer. And uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn into your Bibles to James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Bible-carrying Christian, and uh, you will find them carry a uh, thing. I know we live in a sophisticated world where you have your Bibles on your phones and now you have it even on the screen and you are so spoiled so much in that way but uh, I still uh, I believe that uh, we can still carry the Bible uh, where it can become a tool of conversation also. Uh, So James chapter 5 verse 17 onwards Elijah was a human being even as we are he prayed earnestly that it would not rain And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. The background for this passage is from 1 Kings chapter 17 and 18. Uh, When you go back home you can read that and you'll get why did Elijah pray a prayer like this. You know we all pray and sometimes we see results most of the times. It is just another formality that we pray. But my my challenge for us this morning is, can we have a prayer life like Elijah, where we see things happening and not just praying just like that? You know, uh, when I think about fervent prayer, I think about some of my travels of how things changed for me, the way I prayed. Now, when I look at this picture and... Uh, I did press it, yes. And uh, this is in North Korea. I was invited by the government of North Korea to come and perform for the 100th birth anniversary of their founder, Kim Il-sung. But they gave me a one-way ticket. And uh, this was the only trip that was ever sponsored by the government was the government of North Korea who who took care of my trip. But when they gave me a one-way ticket, it was a seven-day contract to perform seven days over. And they came and asked me, can you stay for for three more days. I said, no, I can't. I have to go. I have to leave. But they said, no, you have to stay. So I don't have a ticket. And you fervently pray. In North Korea, 
automatically you fervently pray because you have no other way to go i prayed i said god i really want to go i want to go i have to leave this country i can't seven days is too much for me over here please and when i prayed and next day morning they gave me the ticket you know that is you energetically pray you just don't sit down in a comfortable sofa with air conditioning on and say god please do something with north korea no you just fervently pray and god did such an amazing thing and then i come to this beautiful nation of singapore i love this nation for many reasons but your prayer life is a little different here like recently i was taken for uh, lunch and as uh, you know the person who was driving she says oh god god let me get this parking lot let me get this parking lot you know that is the prayer that so that you know we'll get a parking lot or benny please pray that we will be able to get uh, uh, the seat closer uh, in this makan place you know that is your prayer is to get your favorite seat favorite restaurant favorite things and it's just so different your prayer request is not even in the top 100 list in my prayer requests when i think about missions you know you are so blessed here i remember when i went to sierra leone in west africa and um, as i reached there the pastor came and asked me benny is there anything i can do for you i said just i want to charge my uh, laptop pastor and uh, he says oh no problem as soon as the power comes you can charge and uh, well coming from india i know about power cuts and uh, so i said uh, when will the power come any time it will come i waited for 2 hours the power did not come because within 2 hours you should get your power actually and uh, so i i had a suspicion because by now it's afternoon i said pastor when did the power go off he said it's been 2 months but any minute the power will come you know so there you pray for power to charge your laptop you know it is a different season in different countries but fervent prayer works wonderfully regardless of the situation i have a friend who passed away during covid you know he was a top level businessman and his prayer was a one night sleep he could not sleep that was his prayer and finally he was so fed up that he cannot sleep that he was at the point of committing suicide he was on the top of the world in hong kong and so he decided okay if nothing works i'm going to kill myself i can't continue living on medication to sleep so each day he decided to give for one particular god that he liked every day he went on with different gods but he did not like uh jesus because he thought jesus was a european or an american god he didn't like it but finally it came to a point because nothing worked he said okay lord jesus i don't like you but i have to be fair to everyone so i'm fair with you too so this is my deal i want to go to bed by 10 o'clock and wake up by 6 uninterrupted if you do that for me and i will worship you for the rest of my life and you know what at 1:30 he woke up he woke up because his secretary was banging at the door and finally she had the key she opened up thinking that he would be dead because it was 1:30 in the afternoon he had slept throughout and he said he woke up at 1:30 is only because somebody was banging at the door otherwise he would have slept more 
And that was the time for me. He said, I will worship Jesus for the rest of my life. See, different people have different reasons to sleep. Some people pray that they will also wake up because they can sleep so well. But here is a man. Elijah was a brilliant, amazing, amazing man. But James calls him an ordinary man. That was the shocking part first time when I read this passage. Now, book of James, of course, was written by James. And he was the leader of the Jerusalem church. And he wrote this book to encourage the scattered Jews, Jewish Christians, who scattered because of persecution. So that is the background of why the book of James was written. It was written to encourage the scattered Jewish Christians because of persecution. And James calls Elijah an ordinary human being. That was shocking. Nobody calls a superstar as an ordinary human being. You know, India has started to do well in sports. And Neeraj has become a world champion with javelin throw. But nobody dares call Neeraj an ordinary man. And you know, Elijah was also a great athlete. Um, you know, the distance from Mount Carmel to Jezreel is 27 kilometers approximately. And uh, Hussein Bolt, who's supposed to be the fastest man, I don't know if recently things have changed, but his speed was at 45 kilometers an hour with ideal conditions, with ideal clothing, say about 100 meters dash or so. The top chariot, Ahab was the king, so he had the top chariot. The recorded speed of a top chariot is 56 kilometers an hour. Half marathon is 21 kilometers. And the world record is held by a Kenyan man called Abraham Kiptum. And he did 21 kilometers with idle conditions in 58 minutes and 18 seconds. And the Bible says that Elijah ran ahead of the chariot. So which means that he was faster than the chariot. Which means that 27 kilometers probably he would have done in about 30 to 35 minutes. And that, till today, that record is not broken. I don't think it is possible to break that record. And remember, he was not wearing sports uniform. It was like, you have to imagine a lady wearing a sari and trying to run a marathon. That is the kind of condition that, uh, that Elijah was wearing. And he ran faster than the chariot. Now that is Elijah. A superhero is called as an ordinary human being. Why? Because during the time of James, you know, there were other Jewish writers, contrary to what James was telling, they said that Elijah is not born of a human kind. He was not born of human mother and father. But rather, Elijah is an angel. He was made of four, are clothed with four elements of the earth, that is earth, water, air and fire. That was what they were teaching. Because Elijah did such amazing things, they attributed saying that he is from the angel. And many times when we look at our lives, you know, we are busy shopping for prayers. We are busy outsourcing prayers. People will come and say, Benny, please pray for me. I said, what can I pray for you? Say anything. Just pray, brother. You know, please stop shopping for prayer. Stop outsourcing prayer. Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. 
you as a child or a follower of Jesus Christ you have equal access there's only one mediator between god and man and that is jesus christ is what the bible says you must have faith in your own prayer stop having faith on others it becomes so easy right we'll say please tell me what god is telling no i remember once in australia i finished preaching in this baptist church and at the end there was an indian couple who came and said benny we want to take you out for lunch I said no the pastor is taking me for lunch. They went and fought with the pastor and said we have to take Benny for lunch. So the pastor said Benny they are desperate so I'll take you for dinner. They were they they treated me so well and they took me out for lunch. And there and you know the wife told the husband just get whatever Benny wants. And I ordered my favorite food. Then the wife said so pastor Benny please tell me. I said tell you what Tell me what is God telling about my family, about my future, about my career, about money, about I said I'm sorry I don't have that gift. I'm neither a prophet nor a son of a prophet. And I can't give you these profitable words that you're looking for. She was so disappointed. She said but the message that you preached was exactly what we were going through. Well, I said praise the Lord. let god be glorified but god never told me anything about you coming if the words were exactly to what you're going through well it is god so you have to go and ask god you know they were so disappointed as a family they finished lunch within 8 minutes and they sent me off i could have easily taken advantage of them and spoken anything i want and they would have listened many times we are like that if we are if our prayer life is not strong we are busy shopping and asking for people pray for me tell me what god is telling no you should be able to hear the voice of jesus christ as his child fervently pray and today you know i'm going to just share a bit about you know why elijah's prayers worked and why not ours somebody said prayer is effective not because of great men or women who pray but because of a great god who graciously hears our prayers the greatness of our prayers being answered is about who god is not about us so stop making you know men and women of god making them into a small little idol no giving them too much of importance saying if they pray things will work no i believe that all of us when we pray fervently things will happen according to his will and according to his time reciting repeated words is the reverse of fervent prayer you know praying over and over again as if it is a spell that will force god to answer against his will you know as the charismatic uh, movement is spreading we we just pray with with our minds and with uh, with our hearts and with our emotions and not with our minds people are busy hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus why is this not working i'm not sure press but hallelujah 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 which is gone and and we don't even know what we are praying for but bible says love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength so use your mind and your heart as you pray just don't blabber things reciting things there just over and over and over again come lord come lord do something lord do something lord do something lord no one time is enough he can understand one time <laughs> like bible says that god already knows even before we start but so it is good for you to record your own prayer and listen 
and sometimes we mix up our father jesus we say you know he's, he's the son of god is not the father you know but god is still willing to accept our prayers but remember just don't do things repeatedly just for the sake of it you know the definition of the word fervent according to the cambridge cambridge english dictionary which is not a christian dictionary is displaying a passionate intensity burning or glowing to put it simply to do anything fiercely means to do it with great deal of enthusiasm that is what the word fervent or the word earnest means to do with great enthusiasm mummies and daddies as you pray for your children how is your prayer life do you pray with great deal of enthusiasm yes the world is changing morality is gone upside down we are so confused you know i remember when i got baptized my favorite dress was the jeans and i got baptized in a white and white church where everybody wore white and white and i was the odd guy wearing my jeans but i wore it so much that at one point it became so embarrassing because the jeans started to tear so i had to hide all those torn portions but today you buy brand new jeans that is torn almost like poverty has become the in thing you know and and it's confusing there was a time in my life when i wore two different colors of socks because one socks had hole so i had to choose between a different color or a holy socks i mean socks with holes and but today you buy brand new socks with two different colors things are going upside down with a lot of things even terminologies i was in a uh, i was in bahrain as i was doing a concert this lady comes to me and you know this was at the american embassy and when i finished performing she came and said wow that is such a sick idea i said what is sick <laughs> i said no 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 i didn't mean to offend you i said you have still not yet offended me because i want to understand what is sick when did sick become something good i grew up with sickness all my life it was always considered as a negative thing no but even our terminologies is going upside down and and in the midst of this i challenge you that how can we live a life with fervent prayers as part of our lifestyle mom and dad please pray for your children don't give up yes it's good to go through all these counselors psychiatrists psychologists all those are fine but let prayer be number 1 that prayer can transform your family and your life fervent prayer is praying according to what moves you and what moves you is according to what you know moves god's heart find out what god's will is and pray in that it is so important to seek the will of god in your prayer it is it is important don't put everything and then come and say god just please choose the three of these any one of them is okay god i'm fine with that no not my will but your will be done that is important in our prayers now just like singapore india singapore also you know you're so busy trying to find out what is the best career for our children you know engineers doctors pilot this you know your options are so limited God has greater and bigger and amazing options. And I'll tell you when you are in that in the center of God's will you will find true con- 
contentment. You will try to find true happiness, true joy, whether you're a doctor or whether you're a missionary or whether you are an immigration officer or anything for that matter. I've met a lot of people who have done successfully well in the world and yet they are not content. Because for them, they're just following what the trend of the world is. So parents, please put your children and their life and their future into the hands of Jesus Christ. And let world not decide in these things. Energetic is more accurate translation of the Greek word energomeni, which means that's where the word earnestly derives from. A kind of prayer that is inwrought by the spirit. Inwrought means, you know, intricately embroidered. That is what inwrought means. You know, Elijah, when he prayed, you know, he was inwrought by the spirit. That was his physical as well as the spiritual, both. You know, there is so much to do with his his posture when he prayed. Now, this is how Elijah prayed. You know, uh, his head was between his knees and he prayed. He prayed energetically. Now, this is a birthing prayer. This is how Hebrew women those days, when they gave birth to a child, this was the position they took. It was a birthing prayer. It was not a nice cozy prayer that we would think of. But this is how Elijah prayed. And there is so much we can learn even with the posture of how Elijah prayed. Now there's four things I want to focus on. Is why Elijah's prayers worked. And how can we have our prayers working in our lives to bring glory to Jesus. First thing. Elijah learned to wholly rely on God. Elijah learned to wholly rely on God. First Kings 17, 5 and 6 says, So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kiriath Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening and he drank from the brook. With this we know that Elijah was a non-vegetarian actually. After Elijah's first confrontation with Ahab, God sent him to Kiriath Brook. There Elijah sat with no food, no provisions, nothing. His only hope even to survive was to rely on God. And God sends the most unlikely bird, the raven. The ravens are scavengers. They will eat the meat. They are non-vegetarians. No, they would eat the meat even before it reaches. But here they carried the meat and brought to Elijah. And Elijah was fed every morning and every evening. And then he drank from the river. He relied wholly on God. When was the last time there was an occasion that you relied on God wholly? When was the last time? It's important for us to raise the bar Raise the standard that we can be wholly dependent on God. When I look at my life, you know, I never thought that I could travel. Never. My dream was, if I can go to one country before I die, that is a great achievement. Because I'm a high school dropout. I failed in my studies. Not because I was a bad student. It's just that I was thrown out of school because... I believe that Indian educational system was not up to my standard and so they threw me out of school. You know, because today they call me back to be their graduation speaker. You know, I go to colleges where they get credits for my lectures. 
and I'm still a high school dropout. But young people, don't use me as an example to go and tell your parents I want to be like Benny. No, that I'm not a good example in that way, please. Study huh? and do well and give glory to Jesus. But if you see, this is the world map of how I travel to every single country in the world. 257 countries. When God gave me the vision to travel to every country, my first question was, where will I get the money? But God said, I will provide. So I learned to wholly rely on God to travel to every single corner, including Antarctica, including the North Pole, everywhere I went. God provided everything. I recently released my first book called Unthinkable, which will be available at the end of the service. And you know, in that, there are, uh, this is just an unthinkable thing. For a high school dropout, a missionary with YWAM, God says, I'll take you to every country in the world. So I made four financial principles. One, I will never ask for money, will never borrow money, will never take a loan from the bank or trust the credit card. And with these four financial principles, till today, God provided every bit for me to travel to the ends of the earth including a small, tiny little country called Pitcairn Island. It's so far away that from the nearest airport, it takes two days by boat. But the boat is available only once in three months. And I did the first ever concert for this country as an international artist. And they said this was the largest gathering in the whole country. That sounds to be exaggerating, but it was not. Because I also thought, I said, how can it be largest? Because there was only 53 or 54 people. They said, Benny, but the whole country's population is 66. So 80% of the country came to watch you. Now that's only possible in Pitcairn Island actually. But you know, God, God was so amazing. But when I relied on him, he provided all the resources to travel. And that's what Elijah did. He wholly relied on God. He did not have a plan B or a plan C. He did not think about, you know, what are the, uh, what are the conditions to be, uh, uh, to be kept in mind in order for me to do these things. He had no risk analysis, nothing. Faith equals risk. But one thing we know from that old song, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Now that's what Elijah did. Now when I look at you know, some of you have, uh, most of you have been part of my journey with Chai 316. And after traveling to every country in the world, and I, when I broke the world record, God told me to go and build a unique cafe called Chai 316. A 400 seater cafe. And he said, I will provide. I said, how will you provide God? This is a big project. It's going to cost a million dollars. He said, I will provide for you. I said, How? He said, use your CDs as your tool and don't put a price for the CDs. Let people decide the price. I said, God, this is wonderful, but you have no idea. I come from India and anything that is free, we take it seriously. <laughs> Will this method really work? But God said, just rely. I wholly relied on God. And CDs were outdated by then. But God created a market for the CDs. And I thank you all for being part of the journey. And today, you know, this is an amazing cafe. I hope that you can come and visit Chai 316. Every week we rescue one young boy or a girl who's at the verge of committing suicide. Every week. And we thank God that he could, and this could happen only by relying on God. Second one is Elijah daringly prayed for God-sized miracles. 
He was not afraid. You know, First Kings 17, 21 and 22 says, Three times he stretched himself out full length on the boy, praying with all his might. God, my God, put breath back into this boy's body. God listened to Elijah's prayer and put breath back into his body and he was alive. Elijah did not mess with small things. You know, Elijah was a man of faith, unafraid to call upon God for help. He was a man of faith. Are you all men and women of faith? You can. Don't think that you need to possess supernatural powers to do this. Jesus is all sufficient for us and he can do the impossible. Just pray for God-sized miracles. Not to glorify yourself, but Jesus should be glorified in all these things. And you know, when I look at my own journey, you know, with my travels, and these are some of the stories from my book, and, and I'm just so amazed with the work of Jesus Christ. And I still remember, you know, when, when I uh, finished designing the world's first guitar with drums inside. And the news spread. I went to perform at the Olympics in Greece. And uh, BBC covered the news and the news went to Saudi Arabia. And the underground church saw that. And they wrote back to me saying, Benny, uh, we would like you to come and minister and perform for us in Saudi Arabia. I said, I would love to come. And they said, but keep in mind, long hair is against the law for man. So they will cut your hair off in the airport. Guitar is an unholy instrument. So they will either break your guitar or confiscate your guitar. So welcome to Saudi Arabia. I wonder how many of you will sign up for a mission trip with a welcome note like that. No, people come and ask me, Benny, I would love to come to India. Is it safe? I would say, when was safety a requirement for missions? When was hygiene a requirement for missions? You know, my immune system is broken. I, I have a very bad immune system. Very quickly I can fall sick. And you know what, my friends? I've taken tap water in every single country in the world. Whether it is Sudan or Somalia or uh, anywhere. Iran, Iraq. Everywhere I've taken tap water. And I would pray, God, please cleanse this water. And that's all. And only three countries I fell sick. That is USA, New Zealand and Holland. Three countries. <laughs> where I did not pray actually, thinking that everything will be okay. But, but you, you, you know, you, you have to pray for God-sized miracles to happen. And here, when I prayed to God, you know, I said, okay, I'm coming. And, and in the plane, people were all laughing at my hair because they all know that my hair will be cut off. And friends, there is nothing special about my hair. Don't think that I have a call like Samson or somebody else. No. It is just that when I started my journey in uh, Europe, 2002, Latvia and so on, uh, hair, cutting hair was more expensive than growing. So I started to grow my hair for two months, thinking I'll come back to India and cut my hair. But when I came back to India, young people came and said, you look cool. So I kept the coolness on with my long hair. That's the only thing about my hair. Here, when I reached Saudi Arabia, I prayed this prayer. I wanted God to show up in the most amazing way. I said, God, you have the power to open blind eyes, which means you also have the power to close the open eyes. So I prayed, God, please blind all the officials in the airport 
blind them in such a way that my hair and my guitar will not be visible and god did the miracle and i was able to enter into the country with my long hair everybody was shocked people traveled one one doctor traveled 500 kilometers to come and see my hair because he couldn't believe that i could enter the country people gathered even at 1:30 in the night and i give the credit that i could see god sized miracles happening in my life you can see that happening in your life too and this was what happened in saudi arabia you know people would gather even with their food sitting down and talking sometimes five meetings six meetings eight meetings in a day and exciting times of seeing god work in such a tangible way another time was i was in uh, germany for the fifa world cup as a musician performing at the uh, cultural stages during the weekdays i used to perform there and weekends i used to go to churches and minister and in one of those churches in hanover i was preaching my heart out and i was telling them i'm willing to live for jesus i'm willing to die for jesus i've been to these countries and where i was i was so close to getting beheaded all these things and at the end a family comes to me and said have you been to somalia i said no they said we are from somalia it will be nice if you can go and share the gospel to our families in somalia i said i would love to go they said you know we can't go back because we have become followers of jesus christ and so we will be killed and since you said you're ready to die it will be nice if you can please go to somalia and share the gospel now i can't tell them you can't take my message literally that's why you know this pulpit is no joke people will hold you accountable when you speak and i said okay so they connected me to the family he was a medical doctor we exchanged emails he was open to things i went and got my visa in london for my somalia and everything was done well and a week before five christians heads were beheaded and this man writes to me and says benny please don't come five christians have been beheaded it's very dangerous cancel your trip i wrote to him saying brother i'm really sorry for what has happened but i've already told my mom and dad that i might be killed so i am ready i've prepared to die so i'm coming he said you might be ready but we are not ready to die please don't come <laughs> then i said but i've already bought my tickets he said well we have decided to move to another city sorry we will not be there to receive you my friends in singapore the most logical thing to do is to cancel the trip right you don't even need to pray there is enough information to say cancel the trip but fervent prayer always takes a step further by seeking the will of god i fervently prayed saying god should i go or no god said go i will make a way let's not use everything to do with logic to understand the will of god spend time and seek many times it's so illogical no he takes a broken person like me i have two rejected stamps in my passport to start my journey and god says i'll take you to every country in the world i was bullied in school with my voice that sounds like a girl and i was so scared to talk i would not open my mouth and god says i will use you as a voice to speak to the nations all over the world you know it makes no logical sense but that is god and i love god to work in and through your life i said okay so i took a flight from djibouti to somalia 
and as i was flying you know this uh, this uh, uh, crew member comes and he sees all my guitar patches on the guitar and he says oh do you do you play music professionally i said yes if you have you been to all these places i said yes he said where are you going i said i don't know and he said whom are you meeting i don't know where will you be staying i don't know what will you be doing i still don't know no all the questions there was only one answer i don't know i wish this was my school days i would have really done well in my studies actually but and he says okay why don't you play a song so i took out my guitar and i played passionately mid air when i finished playing he says wow you're an amazing musician you know i have a friend called abdullah why don't you uh, are you interested in meeting him i said i would love to meet him in fact at this point i was ready to meet anyone including a pirate actually because i have no contacts so he calls up abdullah he gets a little bit of uh, signal there he calls up abdullah and abdullah says tell him to wait uh, there at the airport i'm sending my driver by the time the plane landed i got off the plane there was the driver waiting at the door of the aircraft first time in my life i had such a vip entrance he escorted me and took me to the hotel and he said please come down and uh, abdullah is waiting for you so abdullah is the one with the striped red shirt and bill is on the other side from the united nations and bill says why don't you play a song so i played a song my jesus my savior and then bill says penny tomorrow is a very important event the elite of somalia is going to come there and the locals are going to perform a special act it will be nice if you can perform for the as an international artist you represent the international crowd why don't you open up the event i said i would love to but bill tomorrow i have a flight to djibouti so i can't abdullah says well why don't you go day after tomorrow i said i could go day after tomorrow because my flight is actually day after my concert is day after tomorrow but there are no flights day after tomorrow so that's why i have to go tomorrow abdullah says well uh, we can fix a plane for you now fixing tea coffee uh, chicken rice all this is possible but fixing a plane not in my life i can't imagine that then he says what time do you have to be i said 5 o'clock day after tomorrow i have to be in jibuti he takes his phone he just does a very cold call you know uh, cancel tomorrow's flight and book it day after tomorrow it looked like a scam you know it was just <laughs> I, i couldn't believe it at all you know it was just no emotions nothing just cancel tomorrow's flight and this so i looked at bill and i said bill at least you will tell me the truth and bill smiles and says benny abdullah's family owns the airlines they can cancel the plane whenever they want they can fix the plane whenever they want and that's what happened they cancel the entire flight thankfully it was not sia you doesn't it doesn't work like that yeah, but and i performed the next day i shared my testimony in one of the most dangerous countries and i was able to perform and jesus was glorified now i could experience god in such a tangible way that is because you know I I was willing to take the risk to experience God in an amazing way but many times you know the more intelligent we are the less risk we take in terms of experiencing God in our lives how much of room do you give for God to be God in your life 
pray for God sized miracles my mother prayed for my life i was a terrible mess you know i was so bad one day i had a fight with my brother and i was going to kill him my mother comes in between and says before you kill your brother you have to kill me that's the kind of a person i was extremely angry filled with bitterness in a place like that i had already planned to commit suicide on the third day after going to this meeting but jesus shows up on the second day and he heard i heard his audible voice audible voice he spoke to me saying ben even though you are called useless i want you i can transform your life and make you a new person i was so bad that i thought nobody can ever change my life but jesus did that i still remember in north korea when the official told me that how can you say jesus spoke to you it should be your own will power that changed you as a human it could it could be your imagination that saved you from committing suicide i told him my imagination my will power told me to kill myself and i planned everything but it was the voice of jesus that gave me life and life eternal and as you think about missions please don't wait for an occasion to go on a mission trip even your own neighborhood there are so many people who need to hear the good news of jesus christ there's so many people around you and it's so easy just share your own story even you know day before yesterday when i arrived in singapore you know even at the immigration in bangalore uh, sorry in chennai you know the officer said my son is studying uh, his phd in travel and tourism and i took out my book and i gave it to him and i said you know i've traveled to every country in the world this is my story i could share my testimony right at the counter not forcing anything but sharing in a simple way jesus can do wonders please don't keep this good news secretive it is so good that it needs to be shared among people the good news a sinner like me who was going to kill myself i heard the voice of jesus and he transformed me and made me a new person the last two points is Elijah prayed fervently until he caught a sight of the answer and Elijah's prayers directed the world back to God don't have the time to uh, uh, share about this one but you know i pray that you will have an experience of fervent prayers in your life If God can do that with an ordinary person like me experiencing God in such an amazing way today each one of you can experience God in your own prayer lives stop shopping for prayer stop outsourcing prayer Jesus can answer your prayers too no matter how big or small no matter how difficult or how simple it is fervently pray energetically pray pray until something happens don't give a time limit to god for answering your prayers don't give i prayed for my lungs my lungs was only 40% i prayed and i prayed saying god please do something with my lungs and i kept on praying nothing happened and finally in 2012 god asked me I got an opportunity to play at the Paralympic Games in London and that's when God said Benny go and pick up the pan flute I said God I have 40% lungs I can't even breathe properly you're telling me to play a difficult instrument because this instrument has pipes of different sizes so you have to mentally prepare how much to blow air and he says I will give you the strength 
I finished learning. In six days I learned how to play this instrument. Mind you, at 15, I was thrown out of the guitar classes on the first day because they said, you are tone deaf and beat deaf. Both. And God gave me the wisdom to do that. When he becomes the center of your life, you know, everything turns upside down. And I did that. And after I finished playing, you know, after a few months, there was a doctor who prayed for me and he said, Benny, God is going to do something supernatural in your life. And he prayed and he did the test. By the end of the day, when I got the results, my lungs had regrown from 40% to 95%. And you know, God can do that. But he takes his own time. Sometimes it's not a sweet time, but it is his own time. And don't give up praying. Pray for your family, pray for yourself, pray for your husband, for your wife, for your marriage. And I'll tell you, God can do such incredible things. And you will have stories that will attract others to come and want to taste the God of your life. I'm going to close with a song called Above All on the Pan Flute.
Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful nation of Singapore. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed them so much. Lord, I pray that in the midst of all these blessings and abundance, may they learn to fervently pray. May they not just come for a moment of crisis or depression or brokenness to come closer to you. But in the midst of all these abundant blessings, May they learn to fervently pray. May they learn to rely on you wholeheartedly. To pray for God-sized miracles in their lives. May they learn to always put you first. Where all their prayers are to turn the world back to you. And may they pray till something happens. Thank you, Jesus, for this for this morning that we could worship you in this manner. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.